0: This insert is brought to you by Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.
1: Good afternoon, family and friends of Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Thank you for joining me on my program called Rise. The program that we give you hope, wisdom, guidance, knowledge when real life happens. We often discuss relevant and often unspoken issues in the family, in truth and in love. But with God, we can rise to restoration and rise above all together as a family. We have a very special guest with us today. His name is Anton Stolz, and he is uh, the liaison and um, representative of Shalom Ministries. And our topic today is something very relevant. Um, At the moment, we are seeing the fruits that we are eating of a fatherless society. So Anton, thank you so much for joining us today. We will get onto the topic straight after this break. Good afternoon, family and friends. Thank you for joining me on 7 to 9 a.m., My program is called Rise and is Renette Myberg. And Anton Stolz is in the studio with me today. And we are going to be talking about the role of the father in the house and in society. So, welcome, Anton.
0: Well, thank you so much, Renette, for inviting me once again to Radio K Pulpit. It is so wonderful to be with you guys. Uh, and I also want to greet all the listeners. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. And it's a real honor and a privilege for me to be with you this afternoon. Thank you. Yeah, it is such a relevant topic, uh, Um It is something that has really gripped my heart. Uh, you know, from the time that I got saved in on Uncle Angus's farm on 20th of April 2008 in that big tent, uh, many of you, I presume, might have been there. It is such a memorable, memorable time for me. Uh, but, you know, up, up until the point that I got there, I really struggled because I've had an absent father. My father, uh, although I loved him to bits, I know he loved us to bits. But there was this, this, um, how can I put it? It is this. Uh, it felt like there was this big gap between him and me. Uh, and why do I say that? If I looked at my friends, if we were to play a rugby match, or I was. V- just very much involved in all kinds of sports. I loved sports, all kinds. So whenever I was playing rugby, uh, I just noticed all my friends, you know, their, their daddies running up and down the sides and screaming, "Yay, go, 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 tackle that guy, go, go for the try. And, you know, when I looked to the side, my dad were never there. And, you know, I, I longed for that, you know, that my dad could also see the try that I just scored, that he could also see the tackle that I have made. And uh, that is just one example. You know, when it comes to academics, you know, whenever I do good, I remember this one time specifically, Renet. I got the best in my whole standard. I think I was maybe about 15, 16 years or so mm-hmm. old. And uh, we had a maths exam. And I remember I had something along the lines like ninety six or ninety eight percent. Wow, that's and I, an achievement, man! I was really chuffed with myself. I couldn't wait to get back home, you know, to show my mother and my dad. It was back in the day with you when you still had your parent signature when you yes, get back you in the to. school. Yeah, <laughs> and so when I um, got to my dad and I showed it to him, he said, "Well, if you just studied a little bit harder, you would have had a hundred percent." And my joy that I've heard just turn into, you know, rejection. It's like, yeah, you know, you are so difficult to please. doesn't matter what I do. It's not good enough. So just to come back to the role of a father, I, I really believe, you know, God has entrusted the fathers to raise up the sons, to invest in them, to help them, to work on their talents and, and to develop those talents into becoming young, mature men that are rounded, that knows how to live life, how to become good husbands, how to become good fathers themselves and also you know, we need to become in society pillars. That is what, what fathers are supposed to be. So just uh, in short. <laughs> that is
1: that is an incredible uh, truth, I think, to many, many situations, you know, where fathers are present, but they're not present. That's right. And they, you know, they've got their own agendas and they are striving for their own goals. Yes. And then they forget what the goals of their youngsters and their um, own sons are busy trying to yes. achieve in in their group, uh, you know, in their age group. And also, you know, obviously when parents are separated for whatever reasons, um, especially it's very prevalent in our country where Parents are working in the rural areas and they're having to work in the cities and or divorce or other kinds of separation and the father is absent. And, you know, yet we still need to have that role that needs to be balanced and sound and grounded. So, you know, we, we were talking about it yesterday about, you know, the the main issues that were showing up, uh, you know, in the meeting that we had uh, recently where we discovered that the fatherless and the way the men are being raised is co- causing a lot of uh, issues in society and in the family. So, Antoine, you know, what we were talking about is, you know, how did how, what is the position, biblically, of the father in the household? Well,
0: René, we serve our Heavenly Father. He is a father, and he's a good, good father, I've come to know, you know, since the 20th of April 2008, that's about 12 years now, that I've really got to know him intimately. And he is in the detail. He wants the best for us. He wants to help. He wants to assist. He's given us, us his word. And I often, when people invite me to speak, I would um, tell them that Jesus has has given us a silver platter. He has done everything possible for us. And we are we need to position ourselves uh, according to what has already been done through the blood of Jesus, the work on the cross, so God from his side he's given us his word, he's given us his authority. so coming back to biblical um, you know looking at, at it from a biblical perspective uh, we've got so we've got all the tools we've got all the tools, so we just need to to apply them. James chapter 2 says, become uh, doers of the word, not just speaking about it, but become doers of the word. And I'm thinking now if Ephesians chapter 5 is one that says, uh, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Amen. So we need to become imitators of the the example Jesus has already given us. Yes, it is hard. It is difficult. You know, we, uh, they are such a diverse. The, the, the problem is actually so big that we can have quite a number of these programs. Yes, but yes. Uh, it is so diverse. And so we need to seek God. From our own perspective, whether we are in a rural area, whether we are CEO of a company, it doesn't matter what our circumstances are. It's all the same. And that is we need to return. We need to return to him with everything. He says, seek me and you will find me if you seek me with all your heart. Uh, If you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he will lead you. He will guide you into all truth. And. I can tell you now there's no blueprint for being a father. Or a
1: perfect father. Uh,
0: Yes, yes. So we make mistakes. And uh, that's also why we can never put people on a pedestal. People will always fail you. They will disappoint you. So we've got somebody to look to. And his name is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That is what has worked for me. And that's what I'm still continuing to do. And also, you know, pointing people to Jesus. He is the author and perfecter of our faith.
1: Amen, and you know, um, obviously, with you being uh, in society as well, you being a CEO of your company of your construction company, you know, there must be something that you um, also model as a man, because lots of pe- lots of men operate differently in in the home field, um, in church. And then in the business world, and it's sort of all compartmentalized. How do we get that thread of a steadfastness of who a father actually is or who a man um, in in society is?
0: René, again, uh, just coming back to the word of God, you know, we are ambassadors. And we must never forget that people look at us. So we have the situation that, that people sometimes in the church goes, glory, hallelujah, brother. But then when <laughs> Monday comes, you know, that's a completely different person. And that is not what God wants. God wants us to be the same as he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We need to be also consistent in the way that we conduct ourselves. We need to set examples. If people see you, they should say, um, there 's something different about you, what is it? And then you have a chance to testify what what Jesus has already done for you. So coming back to business side, um, what i I am really praying for is to for the Holy Spirit to show me and to reveal to me. Uh, not just my own workers, but also those people that I encounter. I ask the Holy Spirit to show me what are their gifts, what are their anointings, how can we develop their gifts, how can we, because it brings me no greater joy than to see people achieving something, uh, not in our own might and our own strength, but how as people develop in their character in God, it, it is so beautiful to see You can sometimes see physically in people's faces, it's almost like new life is coming into them. And that is, I am actively looking. Uh, how can how can we bring change either through an a encouraging word, through helping or assisting? Through sometimes you see somebody and he really looks down. I'm just thinking of one of my workers the other other day. I said to him, "What's wrong? Uh, you know, I, I can see something is bothering you." He says, "No, no, it is my wife. She's she's not well. She's sick, and I'm worried about her." Oh. I said, "Well, have you prayed?" A-? He says, "How oh, I prayed about it." I said, "Well, do you mind if we pray together? About, you know, for her," and. Um, I just grabbed him around the shoulders, and we just prayed and said, "Lord, Thank please him. come through for this man." Lord, we pray healing upon his his wife, and we pray, Lord, that you touch her right now. We we speak healing over her, Psalms 107, verse 20, that you would send forth your word, Lord, to touch her and heal her and to save her from her destruction. Thank you, Lord, that through the wounds of Jesus she is healed, and. um you know what he, he said to me later that afternoon. He got a call back. She just felt completely like something has lifted. She's not feeling sick anymore. She, she, uh, she's man. We praise the Lord. So we need to be attentive. God is ordering our footsteps, and I think many times we walk past the opportunities created by the Holy Spirit for us to be the salt and the light.
1: Amen. Amen. You know and you know you you've got another part of your testimony that you have to you have to highlight a little bit on that time when you had the farm the farm situation. You know because that also talking about the salt and the light, you know being in your work situation as well as your um uh situation at at home and in church so at all times you know you have to represent yourself as a man of God so that was absolutely an awesome testimony but I'm going we're going to take a break I don't want to take the momentum away of that part of your testimony if we can just revisit that I'd love to to hear more about that we'll just take a break after this Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. And we have got such an amazing guest in our studios today. And he's Anton Stolz. He's a CEO and director of a construction company called River Constructions. And which is clearly, I love the name. I had to mention it because I know that it is the river of life. And, you know, the fact that you do uh, construction is also uh, really biblical. And, you know, Anton, just tell me, you know, that... You know, about the businessman as well. But what is the moral compass that the Lord really wants us to raise our sons up into? You know, what is it that we often don't portray and we think that kids don't, children don't absorb our behavior, our words, our actions? And I mean, we are sitting with a situation that's very volatile at the moment in the farming community but you had an experience um of what happened also on the farm i just think it's very relevant at this time to actually yes. mention that incident because of the what could have been really turned to hatred and God turned it to good. That's
0: right. Yeah, Renée, thank you very much. Um, yes, that was—it's quite a, an amazing testimony. And thank you just to quickly speak about that again, or maybe make mention of it, because um, I believe South Africa is really on a knife edge. And if the enemy wants to come, steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus has come to give us life and life more abundantly, John ten ten. Now, yes, just quickly, what happened? If we can just. To run through that very briefly uh, yes. you know there's so much detail about that but if we just quickly run through that um you know the word says those who are led by the holy spirit are called sons of god so coming back to the moral compass uh, in your question is that he needs to lead you he needs to guide you he needs to direct your steps sometimes things happen that we cannot explain things we find ourselves sometimes in situations that we uh, think, but Lord, this is really unfair. Uh, you know, I don't deserve this. Why is this happening to me? And all those questions about that. And I remember a week before this event, I saw this little clip or a little picture that somebody sent me. And it said, we are called and endowed with power to take the kingdom's ethics to the deepest, darkest hell holes on earth. Wow! Not, not knowing that I would a week later sit in one of those deep <laughs> dark places, my goodness!
1: <laughs> and <a hello. laughs> Yes,
0: yeah, I've never really had, uh, apart from a speeding fine or a parking <laughs> fine, I never really had any run-ins with with, uh, um, with the authorities, um, you know, the police and so on. Uh, praise the Lord! I'm, I think maybe just because I wasn't caught, not because I'm Suisutian. God would his hand
1: on you. (laughs) So this thing
0: happened where we got attacked. It actually was progressively uh, over a number of weeks that they started breaking in, started stealing things. And it's my goodness. I tell you, the alarms were going off every night. The dogs would bark and we could not see. We uh, stayed on a small holding just outside Pretoria, close to harpies Pur Dam, And uh, so this evening, uh, you know the dog's really unrestful and so uh you know I two of my workers stay on on the small holding, and we got woken up. By these, my two workers that were staying there, we had to leave early the next morning to go somewhere, so they slept over there. So they uh, basically came, th- <laughs> uh, pulled the curtains back, and we got such a fright at that stage. My boy was uh, still sleeping in the room with us, and he got terrified. And Cecilia, what's going on? And uh, it basically, th- there was a, a farm attack. A farm where they were robbed, they were tied up, they were beaten, they were kicked, um, but one of them got loose and that's when he loosed his brother and they came running to our room so that but now just going back a few hours that's when their ordeal started yes. because one of the tactics they're using is that they see it's difficult to get in the farm houses but but uh, the farm workers are soft targets and keys. usually they've got keys or access or can get into storerooms or so
1: and they know how
0: yes and uh, so they target these guys to get access now on our particular experience they wanted uh, the one brother to make as if he was ill, that I would come down and then, uh, you know, come and assist. They wanted his brother to call me and say, listen, he's struggling with breathing. Uh, Please, can you come and help us? Call an ambulance What, you know, whatever the case may be, please come and check on him. But I didn't know that they uh, planned an ambush. So they already discussed this I only found out afterwards that they already discussed the positions this one will stand there this one there and there and when I come around this corner they will grab me and then they will kill me because apparently they said to my workers that we they they want to kill me they they're going to kill me yeah. so uh, this like I say a lot more detail about it but I know for the sake of time let's quickly progress right. so this whole thing um, happened and there was uh, a time where the guys were still in the vicinity and we were uh chasing them and they started shooting at, at us. And I had also a gun with me and I shot off a warning shot. Uh but man w- without going into much detail, I got arrested. Yes. And uh, but sure. we know, you know, we we don't know always uh why things are happening and why God sometimes allow things to happen. And uh, I found myself at a police station. I was taken into custody and uh, I eventually spent 10 nights in jail.
1: Yeah. And that must all... have been an experience. My
0: goodness. I remember driving. Down Port Hitter Street, it's now something else. I'm not sure, so sure what the street name is. And I all, uh, remember I was not even saved then. I said, Lord, please let me never, ever, you know, get into this place. And then I found myself in that place. And that is where God has done an amazing thing. He has, uh, you know, I had my own internal struggle. Lord, this is unfair. Why am I here? We were attacked and they promised that, you know, they will be back the following night and they're going to kill uh, my wife and my boy and everybody there. And uh, But anyway, without going into too much detail, what happened in prison is actually the beautiful part. Yes. Uh, that is where 167 people got saved. They got oh. um, uh, filled with the Holy Spirit, and I couldn't baptize them. But um, They uh, were saved. Uh, they were saved. Their names <laughs> being added into the Lamb's Book of Life. There were six healings that took place. Uh, the Lord moved supernaturally. You know, sometimes we just have to operate by faith. And say, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but I trust you. Often when I pray, the Lord would just give me two or three words. And uh, during that time, it's just trust me trust me, trust me, and Lord, okay, trust me, (laughs) I trust you.
1: (laughs) We need to trust the Lord right now for our situation in our country and in our nation, and it is so powerful, the stand that you took and that you weren't even afraid of the favor of the Lord, and you trusted Him in that time, even though you really could have been… a target yourself and yet you stood for Christ. And, you know, just, I was just reading Daniel three this morning about where the men were in, in, The pit of the fire, and I thought to myself, sure, Lord, you were there. You were there. You were the fourth, the fourth person. And I just know that the Lord must have been with you that in those ten days. He must have been. He
0: was. I want to share a scripture quickly with you. It's in Revelation chapter two, verse ten. Now I'm gonna read this out of the New King James. It says, Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. 10 Re- days. Ten days. Oh my Remember, goodness. on the 10th day, yes? I was released without any charge. And I uh, later, uh, the police made a case against me for attempted murder. But of course, that was thrown out because it was just ridiculous. Um, so and then it goes on to say, be faithful until death. And I will give you the crown of life. Okay. Now, sometimes, you know, the Lord will allow for certain things to happen. And that is to reveal His glory. But, you know, it is so easy to to go back uh, and fall back onto our senses, to fall back on things that we think are, uh, you know, operating from the flesh. We call it, you know, the carnal way, the fleshly way. But we have to operate through the Holy Spirit. And He will he, will, he, he promises, I order your footsteps. So if you know that that you are right with the Lord, then you have to trust the Lord that he orders your steps. And whatever happens, you say, Lord, what do I do in this situation? Lord, what do I say to this one? Can I pray for that one? And just be con be so sensitive to the holy spirit on a continual basis not just sunday to sunday mm. but but not just hour to hour from a minute to minute second to second it's like amen. what lord what do you want to do what do you want to say amen. to this one
1: amen that is so true and so profound you know anton uh, you know especially with us being through lockdown you know we've lost and we've had so many challenges And, you know, men are depleted and defeated in this time. And that word is so profound. Um, And especially, obviously, you know, all the unrest and all the um, problems that are arising now, men are arising in anger. And you had an opportunity now to turn that to good. So, um, you know, but what is it that men need to step into at a continuous basis?
0: Right thank you for asking that Renate you know family families are the building blocks of society Scott is in the restoration business we've heard that many times but he, he truly is so I can see that now, you know, being involved with uh, Uncle Angus and all the mighty means—that uh, is Uncle Angus's heart and the vision God gave him—is to see that the restoration take place in families. That the the husband will become, the the man will become the husband God intended for him to be. He will become the father to his son or to his daughter or both, you know. The way God intended it to be. So you know it is different. It's difficult in the sense that if you haven't had that father growing up, it's a bit difficult to relate to. But that's why we've got the Word of God. He is our compass. He's the one that we look to. He's the one that will never fail you. So you know, if if the attention can be shifted from our earthly father to our heavenly father, amen. we will get the blueprint. We have the word of God. We have his promises. All his promises are yes and amen. He's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he need to repent. Has he not said it? Will he not do it? And he will do it. Cause I've seen it in my own life. So just to answer your question is, we need to be so sensitive. We need to be sensitive to our wives because they bring also a, a big part to the table. It's not just the main... But, you know, it's not from a dominant point point of view. I have seen in my own life that I need to listen to my wife. Uh, The Lord has given her a a big portion. She would often say, you know, this is what I feel the Lord is saying. And and, uh, I've come to the place that I really listen to her. And we make time to listen to one another. We check things with one another. This is what I believe we should do. She says, but remember this and remember that. You know, the Bible says, how can two walk together unless they agree? So Mm -hmm. we come into agreement. Matthew chapter 18 verse 19 says where two or more agree pertaining anything, it shall be done for them by their father in heaven. Same with Job 22 verse 28. When two decree a thing, it shall be established and God's light will shine upon their ways. So that covenant between husband and wife is vital for a family to be sustained, to be successful, to flourish. Now bring into the relationships with the children because mother has got a very specific relationship with the, the, the children. The mother, she she's the mother, I mean the yes. mother. So she loves, care, of course, the, the father also. But uh, when that union falls into place, the father's relationship to the daughter and the son, and we invest in them. You know how you spell uh, love in a family? T I M E. Time. Time. <laughs> time.
1: That is so prevalent you know, we, and so profound.
0: We sometimes want to just give our children, you know, um, whatever their hearts desire games and, uh, you know, whatever. But, and to justify not spending time with them. But sure. that's not what that they want. So, they say, that
1: is real. That is real.
0: They say, we would rather, you know, have you, have time. And and that also puts you in a place where you can listen to your children. And if you start asking them questions, you would be surprised as to what they say. Ask them about their days. Ask them about the, what's going on at school. How is this subject? How, how is your friends doing? Tell me a little bit about your friends. You know, you will be astounded astounded to know and to listen what what is going on in their hearts and their concerns. Tell, you know, uh, and include them in the family affairs. You know, where do you think we should go on holiday? Who do you think we should go and visit this weekend? Uh, You know, things like that. Include them.
1: Amen. Amen. That is such good good advice. But we're going to take a break and then we're going to finish up um, after this. Welcome back. And we've got such a enthusiastic father and man of God in the house today, with his name is Anton Stolz, and we're so appreciative of you coming in and your advice and your energy and uh, your love for th- what the message that you have of the man how, where the man plays a very important role in the family in society and how it overflows even into the business world so anton you know you were talking about the role of the mother um, in with with the husband and the agreement of two uh, two being in agreement um what else is it that and you said something very special about are we listening to our children yes. and spending time with them. So, if you can continue with that conversation.
0: Well, Renée, um I think I, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting in the privileged position of seeing both sides of the coin. And what do I mean by that? Coming back to the mighty men's again, I've, you know, I got saved through a mighty men 2008, 2000, uh, 2008 20th of April at, uh, on Uncle Angus' farm in that big tent. You know, I had friends with me, and since then, I've had a real heart and a passion to see this transformation to what I experienced in my own life, to see that happen to other men as well. Now, I have seen men that were down and out, uh, men that were on the brink of of committing suicide, uh, that are, you know, slipped into depression, and then God comes and touches them. Now then a restoration starts taking place. Like, right, how do I do this now? And once people start implementing the word of God, and then they start growing as disciples to maturity, that is what makes my heart beat. <laughs> yes, yes, you
1: can see that. Yes. You can see the passion in it.
0: Man, I, I love to see the restoration between husbands and wives, I cannot tell you on how many occasions we've seen that people come to a mighty men or a men's camp and they come there. And, you know, once the Holy Spirit starts moving, they're uh, weeping. Yes, the weeping, I mean, and that, this is why, you know, men can't cry. They, they can't cry in, in front of their wives, their children. And I was also like that for many, many years. I never cried because, I, you know, when I was growing up, you know, it's sissies that cry. And, and cowboys don't cry. Cowboys <laughs> don't cry. Exactly. So, but that's when the Holy Spirit touched me. Uh, in Uncle Angus's that big tent. That yes. is, I've had an encounter with the Lord, like Saul had, that became the Paul, that became Paul, and his life was radically transformed. The same happened to me. Now, this is what I am pouring myself to out to yes. to see similar happen. Because I was also on the brink of, of, um, you know, stepping away. I wanted to get a divorce. And I thought, you know, this is not working out. And uh, the enemy has really uh, put in a wedge between me and my wife at that time. Uh, But the Lord came and he restored that. He restored so many broken relationships. And you
1: have such a beautiful relationship. It's such, so beautiful to watch. (laughs) She's
0: my best friend. She's my best friend, really. And it wasn't like that. It took a lot of forgiveness. It took a lot of pain and hurt to, to work through. But, but, Praise the Lord for the Holy Spirit. He came and uh, God says, I'll give you beauty for ashes. (laughs) He says, I will restore all the years that the locusts have stolen. And that is what the Lord wants us to be. He wants to see us flourishing, successful uh, in our marriages and also in our relationships with our children. Now, this is why I love it so much. When I see that happening in other men's lives, I can. There's so many beautiful testimonies that I can share guys that have never thought that they will, they've already been separated. They didn't even live in the same house anymore. Uh, you know, that, that actually got brought back together. Yeah, and the Lord has just done incredible work uh, of healing in the uh, maybe the husband or the wife were unfaithful did things that i you know are not proud of and don't like speaking about but once it's out in the open it is dealt with you know then healing can come
1: the same as ex- when you speak about it and expose it normally that's when the healing comes that's
0: right yeah otherwise you know it's just something under the carpet or it's just a plaster key just a plaster <laughs> just a patch over and that thing is not dealt with then the mm. enemy is just coming back mm. and he will attack that place uh, every time, you know substance abuse. How people, how the other men got yes. set free from substance abuse. Uncle Angus always tells us he hates alcohol uh, because alcohol is like a door. When mm. that door opens, you know then all other manner of evil steps in. Yes. You know um, uh, people, the husbands start beating up their wives. They they mm. th- all the boundaries and, are all those things and uh, horrible things. So if we can keep the door shut, then we shut all the rest out as well. So, uh, yeah, I I just love to see that restoration take place.
1: Incredible, incredible. And tell me, you know, um, there's there's, uh, a footprint that uh, has been left behind and also a a farce of it's too late. You know, sometimes like you were saying as, as an adult, is it too late at times when you've already divorced and, or you've already made all your mistakes and your children are already, you know, in an old age home as a father and you have not had a chance, how how important is it to still step up? And how can a person find restoration in that?
0: Well, that is a very complex question, Renate. And uh, I think you know, there's so many individual uh, scenarios in that. But, you know, for some. Some situations that can be healed if you if you bring that before the Lord and you you pray about it and you say, Lord, please help me in this area. Uh, you know, is is it possible for the husband and wife to be reunited? Um, you know, maybe it, it's it's not possible. Uh, maybe she's moved to another place in the world or, or she's involved in another relationship. I have seen on occasion those being restored, but sometimes. It is just not possible. But then the Lord will bring healing in your own heart. But now we deal with uh, bitterness, unforgiveness, and all those things. So then it is important that those spiritual aspects are being dealt with, that we don't harbor bitterness. You know, you know what this person has done unto me, and that's not fair. And many times when we pray for people that are sick, they are struggling to receive their healing because of a root of bitterness, because they cannot forgive somebody of the injustice. That's not to say, you know, that they were not hurt. Yes, rightfully so. You know, a person was hurt and, you know, treated unfairly for very Various reasons, but if you confess that, if you bring it before the Lord, and you say, "Lord, no more, I'm not having this," and I can maybe share with you just uh, one of my experiences. Mm. I remember years back, I just got saved, and think everybody, you know, needs to be saved, and which is good. Everybody must be saved. But uh, I got involved with a a friend, not really a friend. He was a friend in primary school. So we didn't see each other for many, many, many years. We ran into each other again at a church service. And and he's like, oh, what do you do? What do you do? And we started doing work together. And then this guy, um, he really done me in at a bad, bad time of my career and place. And I could, I remember specifically one morning, I Drove over Wonderboom neck from Pretoria, you know, from Montana side into Pretoria. And I could, I could, it's like a worm that I could feel eating away at my heart. And it's like, and I had this tens- tense, and I'm praying, Lord, what's going on here? Mm. He says, well, that's going to get worse until you deal with it. I said, Lord, but what do you mean? He says, I want you to, to call him. And to forgive him, I said, Lord, I don't want to forgive him. I want to give him a good club. That's what I want to do. (laughs) He says, No, 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 Anton, that's not how it works. (laughs) 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 I think sometimes the angels look at the Lord and he's like, Anton, what are you up to now? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I had to call, I had to make a decision. Mm. You know, Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19 says, uh, I call heaven and earth as witness against you this day. I've placed before you life and death, Mm. blessing and cursing. But if you choose life today so that you and your descendants may live in the land that I give you. So there's a choice, Renate. And I had to, the Lord says, well, choose. You can either, you know, go your own way with this or you can trust me and deal with the situation once and for all. I called him, not because I wanted to, but I need to be, needed to be obedient. Obedience. To. So I called him and I said, listen, um, today I make a choice to forgive you. Whether you pay me back or you don't pay me back, that's now up to you and in your hands, in the Lord's hands. But today I choose to set you free from this. Um, I ask, and can I please pray for you? And I just thought, I didn't even wait for an answer. I just started praying. Lord, I bless this man. I bless his wife. I bless his marriage. I bless his children. Lord, today I choose to forgive him, to bless him, and to release him from this and uh, have a nice day. Amen. <laughs> and that was basically the end. He, he went on to to send me messages of contacts, of people that wanted work done. And I said, listen, please stop sending me this message. I don't even want people to know that we are in association. So please stop sending me these messages. Yes. But, uh, sorry, it, it might sound, it uh, it might come over uh, uh, harsh. But you know what? I've, You'd I've, released him. I've released him. And that was it. My hands were clean. And That feeling that came after me was no longer there because the Lord says, will you trust me that I will restore to you that you have lost over there? Mm -hmm. And said, Lord, I trust you. You know, the proverb says, says if the enemy is caught stealing, uh, he has to repay sevenfold. Now, the enemy, we know the enemy, Mm -hmm. uh, Satan and his whole dark force of demons they come to kill steal and destroy but jesus came to give us life and life abundantly so i can maybe pursue that and i'm I'm, I'm not saying in all aspects that's the way you need to do but that was just in my own uh, experience at that you were
1: finally tuned to the holy spirit and that's where the lord unctioned you to do yes so this is otherwise you you heard him you listened to him
0: and I can just maybe say I saw him again a couple of times a few years later and there were no bad feelings from me towards yes. him. So that was a chapter that was dealt with and uh prayed for him, released and him and rest. blessed him and yeah, that that is it.
1: And that is so important because that, especially when there comes uh, situations in, in the work field as well as in marriages, you know, there's so much bitterness and so yes. much anger and hatred. It can go on for years and years yes, and yes. years. And that transfers to your children. Because I love the verse that you use now about your descendants. So when a person needs to deal with something, it needs to be dealt with yes. so that your descendants can Uh, reap the benefits of your action right now. And, you know, uh, you were mentioning about the fact that um, modeling, modeling your behavior will definitely help the next generation to be able to deal with the same way.
0: Absolutely, Renate. You know, I've heard this quote. I don't know who it's from, but it said basically, broken things can become blessed things if you let God do the mending. Amen. You know, I think so many times we want to do things in our own might, in our own strength, but that's not the Lord's way. You know, I've come to a place many years back where I felt I tried so many things and uh, I just had this impression where the Holy Spirit said to me, Anton, when will you allow me to, to step in? Amen. I'm like, Lord, what do you mean? He says, yeah, well, you are trying all this and that and and, and you know what, that's not what I'm, that I've That i called you to do. So, you know, the Holy Spirit has got a very, he's our helper, he's our comforter, he's the one that directs our steps. So when we allow him and his wisdom, Isaiah chapter 11 verse 2 speaks about the sevenfold expression of the Holy Spirit. If we allow him to to go on our behalf and to work on our behalf, to do the mending on our behalf, uh, um, and that's not saying that we should not do our part. Our part, no, absolutely. And Proverbs chapter 3 says, you know, everything that you do, do not rely on your own strength. But in all things, um, make, I know that I'm quoting the wrong verse now, Askies, <laughs> Proverbs oh, no, chapter prof- 3 verse 5. Commit all that you do unto the Lord. And, and that is so, Matthew chapter 6 verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto you. Yes,
1: Amen. Amen. That is so profound. And, you know, as, as um, women need to aspire to be able to trust their husbands to yes. take the lead as the priests of the home. And this is, you know, and also to be able to trust that they are operating in the business world with ethics and with integrity. And how important that is to model on all levels, and even when there is pride, like you said about the unforgiving, uh, where there is pride in place, um, that that has to be removed on all levels, you know, and we often operate in marriages with pride, um, in in business with pride, and even in the church with pride, where we take offense on certain things, and then we don't operate in deal with it so um, I just want to say thank you to you and thank you may the Lord just continue using your love and passion and energy to restore families and to have your impact on on the men of our society um, wherever you go and wherever we see you and Cecilia we can see this formula works we've placed your marriage and your relationship in the hands of the Lord and we're just so thankful that you are in the in the slipstream of the ministries that are operating in this, and you know, you're welcome just to give us maybe if there's some somebody that might want to contact you, is there any way that they can deal? You know, or your the ministries that you're involved, with, just give us your details,
0: please. Yes, um, people are so welcome to send me an email. Sa P R A Y S A Pray Now, N O W, at gmail.com. So just altogether, S A Pray Now, at gmail.com. Be so wonderful if you guys can let me know. Also, if you want to become part of Uncle Angus's uh, prayer family, I like to call it a prayer family because we really become family. You know, over the past few years that we've been praying together, there's such uh, relationships that, that gets built through through this this ministry, and uh, it is so wonderful. And if I may just in Please closing do. just uh, uh, just highlight that word that you have mentioned just now, pride, and pride comes in so subtly. My goodness, and I had to deal with pride as well because because it comes in so many various forms. Right. I remember praying. I couldn't pray before Cecilia <laughs> when I got <laughs> saved. And I, I thought about it afterwards, and it's because of pride. And I had to, uh, you know, deal with that. And, of course, you know, once we started praying together, because yes. uh, families that pray together stays together.
1: Thank you, Jesus. That is the answer. <laughs>
0: amen, 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 amen. Thank you very much for the opportunity. I really appreciate it.
1: May the Lord just bless you, May you go from glory to glory From success to success From this day onwards Upwards and forwards For his kingdom and his glory
0: Amen, hallelujah
1: And we will see you next time <laughs> Thank you Anton for joining us today God Thank bless you, you God bless you
0: This insert was brought to you By Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 am Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za